Yes, Lord, You are. You are worthy of all our praise, highest praise. Lord, You alone are worthy. Throughout every generation, we have reason to give You all the glory and all the praise. Throughout every season, throughout every situation, throughout every moment of our lives, You, Lord, are worthy of our highest praise. And this morning, Lord, right across our city, it is our privilege and it's our honour to lift up that name that is above every other name, to give the name that is worthy of all praise, what is due His name. And so, Lord, this morning, we give You all the glory, we give You all the praise and all the honour from our hearts this morning. Highest praises belong to You. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Well, good morning, church. It's great to worship. I'm sure you've had a great time wherever you are worshiping. It's so good that you're able to join us this morning in worship. I'm gonna ask the few people that are with us here at Levita this morning, grab a seat. We've got a few of the team, a few of the staff joining us this morning because we still have to make online church happen. But it's a big welcome to our Levita campus, to our Selwyn campus, to our online service, to all of you who are gathered and joining with us this morning. What a privilege that we can still have church. And regardless of what we go through, regardless of the season we're in, regardless of what is happening around us, Jesus is always, as we've just sung, worthy to be praised. I trust you're comfortable. Wherever you're connecting from, maybe you got your coffee, maybe you're in your pyjamas. I don't know what comfortable looks like, but I hope you're comfortable this morning. You know, in my heart, I really am feeling again for business owners across our nation, feeling for those that have lost jobs and those that maybe are facing the prospect of the possible loss of a job in the time to come. And that got me thinking, what do you do when the chips are down? What do you do when things are going against you? They might be going against you personally or against your family or something might be going against us as a nation or in our current situation with COVID-19. COVID-19 is against the whole world. So what do you do when the chips are down? Where do you go and how do you respond? Well, we know as believers that the right answer should sound like give thanks for what we have praying for God to show mercy in the midst of the crisis, not worrying about anything or being anxious about anything because we have a rock solid faith in Christ. And those are the right answers. And that is the ideal response, but they are not always our first response. Certainly not for everybody. And you know what? I think that's totally okay. It's natural to actually voice your frustrations and your disappointment in what we're facing and what is going on. To give voice to one's feeling is not a problem. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to discuss with others the realities that we are facing collectively or that you might be facing personally. Now, if that's wrong to do that, then I'm wrong often because my natural man does wanna take a moment and vent my frustration when I get bad news or I find myself in a bind. I wanna have a few moments or even a few weeks that might skip into a few months to grieve and to vent my disappointments and to vent my frustrations. And I wonder if you feel that for yourself. I think the key is that we just don't stay there. We don't bottle up what we're facing or what is really going on. But we also don't stay camped in our disappointment or in the midst of our frustration. We can in fact see this pattern throughout Scripture in Psalms particularly. We often see first the facts of how the psalmist truly feels about what they're facing, followed by the truth of who God is. There is the facts, and followed by the application of the truth. 
the reminder that our God is with us, and this is true for us today, our God is with us through the struggles we find ourselves in in life. Often in the crisis, we exhale, it's kind of like the sigh, oh, here we go again. Has anybody been like that this week? It lets out how one truly feels, but the next breath reminds us to, in the truth of who God is. We're ready in the next breath to bring the application of truth into our lives. We cannot stay in exhale mode, complaining and disappointed and frustrated for too long. We need to get another breath. We must take a deep breath in and remind ourselves together of all that God has done for us and who God truly is. I've titled this message today, What is my reason? What do I say to myself when the chips are down? That leads me to a place of praising God again. After the exhale of disappointment, what does my next breath truly sound like? What is my reason that I have to praise God regardless of what comes my way? Because like the many psalmists, that is a major key to how we function as believers and lift ourselves out of our miserable, difficult and frustrating situations. Listen to the exhale that David writes in Psalm 22, the first two verses. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. David in prayer is able to cry out to God about his present reality and his constant anguish. The words here in English we see as my God are actually translated my father. In other words, it's personal for David. Father, I'm in constant prayer and yet you seem silent. I come before you night and day and you seem far off. Father, Father, you seem to have abandoned me. Now, interestingly, the suffering David is truly experiencing is the suffering of abandonment or alienation. His question in his heart actually is, why is this happening to me? Can anybody else relate to that question? Have you ever had that question in your own life in the middle of a crisis or the middle of a situation? God, why is this happening to me? This is David's situation. See, many things can happen in this life that are painful. However, my experience is that the feeling one has of being abandoned leads to the greatest of all suffering. David knows God. David's expecting deliverance, but it's not happening in the time frame that David would actually like. Have you ever felt that way? Where is God in this challenge that I am facing? Why does He seem so far away? Why is it taking so long to get the breakthrough that we're all praying for and asking God for? Now, many people lose their hope in God during that period of time. They've suffered what feels like abandonment from God. Where are you in the midst of this? And for some, they can, if they stay in that place, begin to doubt that God even exists. So back to the title of my message. What is your reason? When the chips are down, when you feel alone, when things aren't going your way, what is your reason? How do you encourage yourself in a state of despair. Now watch David in our psalm as he does not stay camped in his outcry against God, but he moves to one of the many reasons that he has to still 
praise God. Despite how he feels, David will always find a reason to praise God. Same Psalm 22, the next two verses, verse three to five. Yet, I love the word yet. Here's all the things I've just been through. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted you and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. David anchors himself to what God had done for his people when they put their trust completely in God. God delivered them. They cried out, God and you saved them. They put their total confidence and trust in God despite their circumstances. And God, you did not put them to shame. What is David doing? David's finding his reason, which brings total balance into David's life and how he's feeling. He's reminding himself who God is despite how he feels in the midst of his personal circumstances. You, God, have done this before. My people have known your provision throughout their lives. That's who God is. He's finding his reason to praise God again, despite what is happening in his life. He would exhale with all the reality of what he's facing in his life, but his next breath, his yet, would be one of his many reasons to praise God despite the problems that he's facing. What is your reason? In the midst of everything you are facing right now, or you might be facing in the future, what is your reason? What does your truth-filled praise truly look like? David also wrote the Psalm, Psalm 43, verse five says, why my soul are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? It goes on, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Saviour and my God. In other words, in light of the hope I have found in God, knowing Him as my God and my Saviour, worthy of my praise. Come on, soul, get on and praise the Lord. David's knowing that life, he knows that life is gonna have some moments. He knew what it was to talk to his own soul, to prophesy to himself, to put his hope in God and to praise Him despite his circumstances. For some of us this morning, We're facing all kinds of difficulties, uncertainty, what might come. But yet we know who our God is. We know the promises of God. And so we say, come on soul, you might be downcast. Let's not stay there. Let's praise the Lord. David knew there was always a reason that God deserved and was totally worthy of his praise. You see, we all have moments when we need to give voice to what is really happening. The stuff that's bothering us What's happening in your current reality is real. How we feel about it matters and is important. In our prayer life, one of the great blessings God has given us in His fatherly kindness is the ability to tell God how we truly feel and to lament our situation. God allows us space. We've talked about the space of grace. Well, God allows us space to vent and gives us room to breathe. God is okay for us to be truly aware of our very natural circumstances that we're facing. It only goes on to highlight our great need of Him. God is okay with how you feel. He did not demand we live in a hyper faith or deny our present reality. Man came up with that pattern. God didn't. I deny my reality. I live in a mess. I can imagine like I'm gonna get a big hammer 
And maybe I'd get Jono up here and put his thumb on the pulpit. And I say to Jono, you're going to pretend, you're going to believe that your thumb is not going to hurt. And I hit his thumb and he could with all his heart determine that that just did not happen and there's no pain in my thumb. And I promise you he would still feel pain in his thumb. God doesn't ask you to deny your very real and natural circumstances that you're going through. He just says we don't stay camped there. I pray from my current reality as I believe God for a change in my circumstances. See, that's the kindness of God. He allows you to come to Him with your sore thumb. He allows you to come to Him with your difficulty and your challenge. You see it throughout Scripture. He allows you to vent your very real and honest frustrations that you face, but God just does not want you to stay there. But I promise you, God is pleased that you came to Him in the first instance. We then must apply truth to our situation. Begin to remind ourselves of who God truly is and to give God praise regardless of whether my situation changes this side of eternity or not. No matter how dark things get in life, there will always be reason to praise God. So what is your reason? See, people might have many reasons. I've got many reasons as to why I will always be able to give God praise. In fact, Psalm 103, there's this incredible psalm. No surprise again, it's written by the psalmist David. It's bookended with this great verse, verse one and then verse 22, the second half. says, praise the Lord, my soul. Again, David's speaking to his soul and he bookends the psalm. Praise the Lord, my soul. The next part in verse one goes on, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. The New Living Translation says it this way, let all that I am praise The Lord, I love that. Let all that I am, everything, my mess, my joy, everything that is currently within me, praise the Lord. Let my entire being praise Him. In other words, my total commitment right now, regardless of what is happening, is to bring full unobstructed praise to the Lord and give Him thanks. In the midst of difficulty and trial, in the midst of opposition and pain, we have this powerful weapon called praise and David knew it. We combat disappointment and we combat frustration with praise. We let our next breath after it's been difficult, once the challenge has set in and we've exhaled our frustration, we let our next breath be filled with praise. And when we praise God in the midst of difficulty, the enemy is on the back foot because praise is filled with the truth of who God is. The enemy wants you camped in your problem. And he knows to be very weary of the child of God who will wield the weapon of praise because that person will not be held captive or stationary by their circumstances. The Psalmist David knew the power of all in praise. Let everything within me praise the Lord. It's a weapon for us. No matter what is happening in your life right now, you have the weapon of praise. Let everything within me praise the Lord. The enemy's intimidated by children of God who are willing to praise God regardless of what they walk through because he knows you will not back down. Let's read Psalm 103 together and hear some, just some of David's reasons. Now it's long, so don't turn off your device. But enjoy what David has to say. Verse one, praise the Lord my soul. All my inmost being, praise 
His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will He harbour His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. For He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him and His righteousness with their children's children with those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts. The Lord has established His throne in heaven and His kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who do His bidding, who obey His word. Praise the Lord, all His heavenly hosts, you His servants who do His will. Praise the Lord, all His works everywhere in His dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. What a psalm. Praise the Lord, my soul. It's to focus on all that the Lord has truly done. Forget not all His benefits. David is saying, let's remind ourselves of all the Lord has done for us and all the promises of God that have already been fulfilled and are yet to come to pass. If we remember what the Lord has done for the people of God throughout history, of redemption, for, for creation at large, for the community that I belong to, and all He's done for me personally, then my praise is an overflow of having been profoundly impacted by all that God has done generation to generation. What is your reason today for your praise? Is it like me, the knowledge of secured eternity? The reality that Christ has made sure that we will be in heaven with the Father because of the sacrifice of the cross. Reminding us that pain on this planet, which for some of us, there's been a lot of pain. For many of you, there's been a lot of sickness and trial and struggle and battle, but it is temporary. And the promise of eternity is that all pain and all suffering, all abandonment, all loneliness, all disappointment, all frustration, every negative that you've had in your life will be done away with. Yeah, I mean. It's a reason to praise the Lord. Is it the truth that even though we are sinners and we've made mistakes, we are made righteous through Christ? Is it the knowledge that the Lord forgives, that the Lord heals, that the Lord redeems, that the Lord crowns, that the Lord satisfies? to use just some of David's own reasons from Psalm 103. But notice the use of his words in the Psalm, it's you and your. This is personal. As much as it's generation to generation, 
As much as it's God throughout the ages and God throughout history, David makes this personal. This psalm was meant to be personal. Though the truths of the psalm for every believer, though for every follower of Jesus, they are to be personal truths for you and I. Is your reason that God is just and He's compassionate and He's gracious and He's slow to anger and our God is abounding in love to take a few more from Psalm 103? Is it that God promises are for you, your children and your children's children, that God has promised all these things to every generation? God is a generational God, meaning that when I die and I go to be with Him, I can know with confidence and peace that God is also with all of my loved ones for every generation to come. There are many, many reasons to praise God. Praise is a result of the awe I have for who God is and all the benefits that come from a relationship with Him. Yes, there will always be disappointments. Yes, there will always be frustrations and the pain of life among a broken humanity. But we always have reason to praise God. The Lord. No matter how bad this pandemic gets, from either side, either the health side or the financial side, economics, we as the children of God will always have endless reasons to give Him praise. What a blessing. In this season and in every season, I feel my heart's call that we are to continue to wield our weapon of praise and to continually remind our soul, come on soul, praise the Lord. Yes, it might get dark. Yes, it might be difficult, but that's fine in the exhale. But let our next breath be one that applies the truth of who God is. Let praise be always on our lips, armed and ready in the midst of despair and in the midst of darkness to bring praise to the one who is so worthy of all our praise. As the team comes back this morning, in a moment, we're gonna sing a song called 10,000 Reasons. And you know, this morning, I want this to be more than just a song that follows on from the preaching. But this morning, it would be actually an anthem. It would be a a declaration regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Regardless of COVID-19 or in spite of the financial climate, we would sing with all our hearts. In spite of my health battles or my relationship turmoil or my deep disappointments or my current frustrations, I will bless the Lord, and my soul will praise His holy name, that I will stand in the face of all that is staring back at me, and I'll make my next breath a reason to praise the Lord. Psalm 23 says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You know, there are many things sitting at the table that the Lord's prepared a supper for you. You might have disappointments sitting at the table. You might have frustrations sitting at the table. You might have sickness sitting at the table. You might have financial hardships sitting at the table, but you also have the Lord Jesus Christ sitting at the head of the table. He prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies so that you could remind everything that's going on who it is that you give your praise to, that your eyes are focused on Jesus. And when you praise Him, it's Him you're staring directly at and the enemies may be present, but they don't have your attention. Jesus does. And so when we praise, we are focusing our lives on Jesus. There is always a reason for us to give our complete and total praise to Him. You know, I wish you were all here in the room this morning for this next moment. But I wanna encourage you, turn the, the volume up on your device. Turn the volume up on your TV. 
Turn it up so that you can sing abandoned, so that you can give Jesus all the praise that He is worthy of this morning. You might just be sitting in a lounge room on your own, a bedroom, you could be sitting anywhere, you could be watching this later. I just wanna encourage you, let this next moment be a moment where you say to your soul, come on soul, praise the Lord. I've got 10,000 reasons for me to praise Him. What's your reason this morning? You might be sick, you might be struggling, but you've got a reason. Because God promised that He'd be with you and He's with you now, regardless of what you're walking through in your life. Come on soul, praise the Lord. Let me pray for you this morning and then we're gonna sing. Lord, we thank You this morning that we know deep in our hearts how incredible You truly are. We also know that You are always worthy of our praise despite what it is that we might be facing. Lord, on behalf of everyone, I simply thank You that we don't have to deny our very present reality, but just keep coming to You in praise. And this morning, it's our heart's desire to continue to have every reason to praise You. I just pray again today that the burden of all we carry in our lives would be lifted again. We thank You that the truth of who You are found in praise gives us hope. And we know that hope does the heavy lifting when it comes to our burdens. Lord, today in these next few moments, we, Your children, choose to give You praise. And we just declare to our souls, come on soul, Praise the Lord. No matter what's staring back at us, no matter what we're facing, no matter what challenges may lay ahead, today we say to our soul, it's all in praise. All of my being, all of who I am, going all in, in my praise, because I've got every reason to lift up that name that is above every name. In Jesus' name, Amen.